Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling Evolved, back like we never left, that's right, Tim Kennard here, my co-host Stephen Davidson with me, as always, we're just two guys who don't know anything about women, but know a little bit about pro wrestling, talking about women's professional wrestling. Steve, how are you doing this week, my friend? We are back, we were gone for a week, but uh, yeah, feels good to be back. It's been a fortnight since I've seen you, my friend. It's been so long. You didn't even How know are you played you? Fortnite? Yeah, why is it called that? I have no idea. Because <laughs> it has nothing to do with happening over the span of two weeks, does it? I've never played it. Uh, I and I can actually say this: I have never played Fortnite either. Oh uh, yeah, um, why is it? I don't, yeah, I, I've always wondered why it's called that. Oh well, yeah. I guess we won't get the answers today. No, nope, not today. Maybe one day uh, in the future. <laughs> Email us at poswrestlecast at gmail.com if you go. know the answer. <laughs> We're genuinely curious. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course we had to take last week off, but you know, stuff happens. It's all right. Yeah. Everybody's no, okay. Kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no major problems. You just got hung up at work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just happens, but that's okay. Mm-hmm um what's new with you anything going on my friend ah i got some some summer school is almost done i've got uh yeah half a week left so come wednesday i'll be a free man for a couple of months they're trying to get me to go to some meetings and i said no No. um (laughs) not (laughs) happening um so yeah and i got you know got comic convention in charlotte it's my favorite weekend of the year that's coming up in a few weeks and then that uh trip to london i have not heard anything about nxt uk tickets by the way so i'm I'm betting that's probably just not going to happen or maybe the link was so outdated maybe they do it another way now who knows but yeah yeah you never know (laughs) never know but i'm ready for my summer to commence excellent 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 we're going to dig into the show here, but of course, first we have to do, we got to get the numbers for two weeks. Got to do a little catch up here with our math-based wrestling. And Steve is going to give us the rundown uh, numbers-wise, time, shortest, longest. You know the drill. Let's have some math-based wrestling. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But then you take my 75% chance of winning... If we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percent, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. And the show's over. We're out of time. (laughs) I started to talk. I thought it was the short version, and then he kept going. I knew you were going. I did that on purpose. I knew you were. (laughs) Um, All right. So, yeah, two weeks worth. So, last week, our math-based wrestling would have been 31 matches that's 10 stardom 8 aew 5 nxt 4 wwe 2 impact 1 nwa 1 nxt uk for a total of four hours four minutes 39 seconds that's a drop of 5.6 percent in the total battle bell time from the previous week uh the match average also dropped 
to seven minutes, 56 seconds, still kind of on the high end of, of the normal average. So not too bad, but it was a drop of 11.2% from the week before. Uh, the longest match that week was a six-person tag stardom, May 21st. Uh, we've got God's Eyes, Mirai, Amisore, and Shuri against Queen's Quest, Lady C, Saya Kamatani, and Utami Hayashi. Still clocking in at 18 minutes and 34 seconds. The shortest match... Masha Slamovich with a Masha Slamovich squash of Shauna Reed on impact that lasted 52 seconds. I was very careful, Tim, with my pronunciation, (laughs) but I did it. I got through this week, 29 women's matches. And even though there were two fewer, they clocked in at a higher total time of four hours, 14 minutes, 29 seconds. And that's coming from 10 stardom, eight AEW, five WWE, three NXT, two Impact, one NXT UK, nothing on the women's side from NWA this week. Um, match average also went up pretty significantly, 10.7% for eight minutes, 47 seconds. And the longest match was at Stardom's Flashing Champions pay-per-view. Asaya Kamatani defended her Wonder Stardom Championship against Mirai in 25 minutes and one second. The shortest match, Tim, Raquel Rodriguez technically beat Ronda Rousey in 53 seconds on SmackDown. And that was the shortest match. You, you're right. Technically, yep. right. Yeah. Can't argue because, that. <laughs> because the interference was done to Raquel. Mm-hmm which gives her the victory. I can't believe they aren't making a point of that, by the way. They should be, for sure. They should be. It should get her a championship match at Hell in a Cell, since there are no SmackDown matches right now. man. There are no SmackDown matches scheduled. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Math-based wrestling. Oh, well, there we go. All right. Let's jump into the show. Uh, First thing I'd like to talk about Yep. Is um Stephanie McMahon. Okay. I hadn't had a chance to talk about this, but she has stepped down mm-hmm. from her position in WWE to focus on her family. And it's perfectly understandable. Um uh, temporarily from what we hear. Yes, temporarily. Uh yeah. she's not like, you know, retiring out of the business or anything like that. She's just right. stepping down. Um, and some more people will be brought on to handle her responsibilities. Um, while she takes care of her family and, you know, with what happened to Triple H, Paul Levesque, her husband, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, now, there is stuff going around, of course, that it may also have some stuff to do with, you know, behind the scenes uh, drama with some of the way she did things. But that's all speculation. Uh, nothing. There was always going term. to be speculation. Yeah, it's always going to be speculation. Until we hear it from her or from like Vince. <laughs> yeah. Or at least Sean Ross Sapp. Or Sean Ross Sapp. No yeah. crap. Just Sapp. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Oh. That's, 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 a, that's a what culture thing. I, I, that's oh, okay. Friend, Andy on what culture. He is uh, a, not my personal friend, but I like those dudes. <laughs> okay. Um, but <laughs> they don't know who you are. Coin. They don't know <laughs> who <yeah>. I am. <laughs> um, but uh, that's something he. He coined, and they gotcha. say it all the time. No gotcha. crap, in be- just that. In, in between uh, tennis sets. It's in between tennis tennis sets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, what do you think uh, about this? I, I, I think there's probably nothing more to it than what we've 
been told officially. I just don't get the sense there's anything more. She's had a rough time lately. Yeah. What Triple H has gone through. And it makes perfect sense that she would want to step away for a little bit and kind of uh, take time to appreciate what she has, because I, I, I mean, we don't know exactly what happened to Triple H, but I get the feeling that, you know, it's possible she could have lost it what she has mm-hmm. and so she, i mean the mcmahons they work all the time and so and, and yeah they said they're gonna hire like no less than three people to cover her responsibilities if that yeah. tells you anything about what she did for the company mm-hmm. it's like so yeah i i think you know get yourself healthy get your mind right take care of your family that's most important mm-hmm and mm-hmm. I think it's it's a great choice and she should be doing it. Um yes. if that's what she wants to do. Yes. No shade here. No, no shade. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um life is short and as far as we know, you only get one. I mean, there are some that's people right. who speculate otherwise, and you know, I can't prove them wrong, but as far as we know, we only get one. Yeah. So uh, you know, treat yourself with some respect too and live the life you want to live. And if you want to take time off, if you've got the money to do it, do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. She probably doesn't have to work another day in her life if she oh, doesn't want to. No way. Between her and Triple H, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Masha Slamovich, by the way, yeah. did you happen to catch last week's Impact? I did not. Uh, it was the Masha Slamovich squash we didn't see coming, as she defeated i'm going to pull up my math-based wrestling so i can get the time right here in one minute 28 seconds defeated jessica haddock whoa and it wasn't a roll-up she hit her finish and beat her in one minute and 28 seconds so a real squash yeah i mean not just a short squash haven't got some offense in but it didn't last long and masha took over and then hit her finish and beat her in in a minute 28 yeah. Yeah, I would not have called that in not no. a million years. I was watching it and I my jaw dropped. I, I thought what a way to put Masha over. Oh my yeah. god. I, I thought Masha would probably win, but as the bell rang, I'm thinking, okay, so now she's gonna start having longer matches. Like this one might even go through a commercial break. Um no, nope. I was shocked. Yeah. What does wow. it do to I mean, do you think it hurts havoc though? Um, it, I think in a way, yes, uh, just because she was kind of viewed as the, you know, the big powerhouse yeah. in the women's division there, um, even though, you know, Decay, I'm not, I don't want to say they've been on a decline, but they haven't been the focus. Right. You know, they've, they've not Rosemary been. Rosemary did have her, her title shot recently. Yeah, she did get her title shot and then Havoc also uh, wrestled. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha Steeles as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've kept them up there as challengers, but they're not really. I would say there's not really a push behind right. them, right? So to speak. I don't think those title matches are going to lead to anything else. They, I think they were one offs. Yeah, they might throw them back in the tag mix, of course, mm-hmm. um, or use them. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Use them to enhance other talent. Right. Not that they are enhancement talent, but they're just helping um, new members on the roster. Yeah. And I think in that way, it doesn't so much hurt her. I think, uh, you know, people will 
forget about it being a squash soon enough as far as right. havoc is concerned. Yeah. Um, but for Masha, I think this is a great way to set her up as like the new monster in the mm-hmm. women's division of impact. Yeah. So I think it, it only sends her through the roof and makes her a legitimate threat to every single woman on that roster. In a yes. Match. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I think so. Uh, I do want to talk about jumping back to WWE a bit uh, about, and these are my honest thoughts. I think Lily, the doll, an inanimate object sitting on the turnbuckle, not moving, not doing anything because it's inanimate. It doesn't, it's not a sentient being could run the women's division in WWE better than their writers and Vince McMahon. <laughs> know where you were going with that at all. <laughs> no idea what was coming. All right. Um, I, I mean, what is going on? I mean, obviously, you know, the Sasha and Naomi stuff. Yes, of course. That drama. We're, we're a couple of weeks out of that now. Um, but still, we, we know, and I, this, they frozen their contract. Um, Do we know that? Them. I didn't, I, I had not heard that. I read that, uh, was it this morning or late last night? Uh, somebody From was talking about it. Source? Um, oh, might have been Meltzer, so grain of salt. Mm. Or from his site may not have been Melser specifically, but one of the people that writes the for observer. his site, I think. The observer. Um 50 50, if that's the case. Yeah, 50 50 on that. Um, but apparently both of their contracts were gonna be up in a couple months. Yeah. I think Naomi was actively negotiating. Mm-hmm. Sasha, I assume, was. Yeah. Um, if it was that, you know, short a time out. Mm-hmm. from her contract expiring i'm sure they were talking um because she was just working on an, an extension anyway mm-hmm. from her previous contract but now they're frozen in place and indefinite until they return to the company yeah to work which yeah. i this is the part i think it really sucks about the way that they contract the wrestlers um in, in their cases it's not as bad because if they really do just have a couple months left, then all right, they come back for a couple months and then if they still want to go, they can go. Yeah. But what sucks is because of the freeze, like they're not getting paid. They're, they're home, no pay. Yeah. Uh, until that happens, their merch has yeah. been pulled, so they can't make residuals. Um, yeah. They're okay. So it's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but we don't have to worry about Sasha and Naomi financially. No, no, they're no, fine. No, no. But it's the principle that you're that you're getting at. But uh, but that actually, I want to use that to springboard. I think it's funny that they. The reason I think the women's division they just have no clue what to do. Not that they did in the first place, but they're just spinning their wheels because they announced they were going to have a tournament for the tag belts, the vacated tag belts. That was supposed to start this week. And did, wait, did they say it. this week? They just said in the future. I thought they said this week. No, they they never announced when. What they did say, or they were, maybe they were going to announce the participants. I don't think they said anything. Announced. I don't think they did. They gave no specifics. Not on. Not officially. I don't know what they're okay. talking about behind the scenes, but officially on on television or through their their uh, social media, they never gave any specifics. They just said we'll have a tournament in the future. But still, we've we yeah. hear nothing else about that. Right. Radio sign all fronts. 
now apparently we have uh they had promised us the in-ring debut of um Lacey, Lacey Evans, Evans yeah who was not at the show right um rumors and i say strictly rumors because this kind of, this could have been just that person extrapolating their own thing was uh that she walked out oh but, i don't think i don't think so she's been tweeting i think, I think that's someone trying to bunch that in you know the two yeah. situations together yeah probably not related to that at all but again wwe uh you know promising and then not delivering right it's like why are we advertising yeah, you're not going to yeah to make good on these. And but. at this point, I mean, if if someone walks out, they basically have to handle it the same way they did with Sasha and Naomi. Otherwise, yeah. it looks even worse than it already looked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no, there's nothing to that. I don't. I, I think they just changed their plans like they do, and came off looking silly. But then kind of folds into what you said earlier. There's no SmackDown matches on that one. Yeah, <laughs> no SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, maybe tonight they'll add some. I would expect they probably will. But yeah, two you days before the show. Two days yeah. before the show to do this? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. Um, Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did like and wanted to talk about. Hey, Liv got a big singles win. He did. She over did. Over Rhea. I don't know why the ref didn't hit the mat. For the three count, but it still counted anyway. What was that? Did you notice that? Uh, not until you just mentioned it, and then I'm like, wait a minute, you're right. He never did hit that three count. No, it was she, one of the female referees. I mean, she, and she, sorry. yeah, and and I don't. I was watching, and I was excited because she hit the the backstabber, and she did Rhea's own pin cover, you know, with yeah. the, and the tongue and everything. I was like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. She's gonna win. She's gonna win. And the ref counted one, two, and then didn't hit the third time. I'm like, wait, what? Don't you take it from her? <laughs> and, then, and then the bell rang and they started celebrating like, oh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll win. Yay. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's okay because Rhea's a heel. Like, it's fine. So Rhea being a heel, she can eat that loss. And that helps live so much. And now they're on the pay-per-view. No title involved. There are men involved, but no title involved. So, you know, we'll take what we can get. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got the, the six-person uh, mixed tag. And I think that's that's really cool. Honestly, I wasn't expecting that to be a pay-per-view match. So I am pleased about that for both Liv and, and Rhea. Who you got? Uh, I kind of think the Judgment Day. I, I think they have to win at this point. Um yeah. Just because you just add this member, it's still a very new kind of faction. If you want them yeah. to be taken seriously, they've got to win. Yeah. Um, now that yeah. could be at the expense of adding a fourth member, which is rumored that someone yeah. else will be joining soon. Edge has been trolling people. <laughs> right, right. By throwing pictures of people up, which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. Including some that made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think... I think Judgment Day wins. Um, I hope that even though I'm pretty sure they're going to win, it doesn't hinge on a Liv Morgan loss. Yeah. Let one of the guys doesn't have to take the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Because she Um, already lost to Rhea once. Yeah. So I don't want her to be used as like the scapegoat out of this. Right. Right. 
because this this really helped her. And I mean, she speaking of speaking of you know who plans these shows, she was in the ring for twenty minutes before her match started. Um, mm-hmm. I was getting frustrated with it to the point that where I tweeted about it, like, what is going on? Uh, they they went through two commercial breaks while she was in the ring. Um, and to me though, what that tells me, and it's not the first time they've done it, it's the first time with her, but they did it with somebody else a week or two ago, something very similar. I don't remember who it was, but it tells me if they're using you in that role, they believe in you as a a, a, a draw, mm-hmm. right? Because they, what that tells me is that they brought Liv to the ring. They wanted everyone to see Liv was up. And then they said, we'll show all this other stuff for the next 20 minutes and people will hold on because they want to watch Liv. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so it's a I huge think, compliment. I think so. Yeah. It's a huge compliment if they're doing that. But it's still really annoying because <laughs> I was excited. I'm, I'm watching regardless. So I'm just right. ready to watch Liv in 20 minutes. 20 minutes after she, yeah. Uh, but hey, she got a win, and it's that that helps her. That's that's one of the two biggest wins she's gotten. She beat Sasha, and now she beat Rhea, and she needs to keep getting those singles wins, and that's what will build her up. Because wins, not always, but often do matter. And when you're trying to build someone, they definitely matter. Yes, yes. Um, as a telling you before the show uh i thought it was very cool aj mendez aj lee of course was on renee paquette's podcast uh this week and i thought it was cool she named her favorite AEW wrestler and it's not cm punk <laughs> her husband uh it's actually she Sharina specifically Dee. said she hates that guy didn't she because like, i hate that dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> now uh serena d which i thought was very very cool uh just because mm-hmm. a her connection to punk yeah. but she shares a connection with aj Long before, I guess, the connection with Punk, which is cool that um, she helped her in the independent scene uh, when she didn't mm-hmm. quite know what she was doing and was still very new to the business. And she helped her along. And then when Serena had to leave uh, or got, you know, moved, I don't know if it's she went up to the main roster or whatever reason, she was no longer in that promotion, which I, I think was FCW, uh, the farm uh promotion of wwe mm-hmm. back then yeah yeah um before it was nxt um right. and uh she said you know what she learned from serena helped her step up and and be kind of a locker room leader for the women which i thought was just really cool because uh, yeah. again we talk about the women's revolution and, and all that stuff in wrestling and aj lee was very much a part of that i i still point at her as the beginning of it for me yeah she was the think, first one that was really different from everybody else yeah i think it was it's trish and lita that showed people that the women can wrestle at a right. level like the men yeah. and then wwe forgot about that yes and for got a long the time of, of just if you're hot you're on tv but the skills doesn't matter the matches yeah. don't matter um and they were just there for show uh, and then when, you know, the, I'll, and I'll give credit when the Bellas and AJ Lee kind of hit the scene, people started to take notice, but AJ Lee really broke out and really mm-hmm. showed us that was there. And then Paige picked up the torch from there. Cause NXT, the women down there were starting to do great things, but we weren't mm-hmm. seeing it obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Paige makes her debut beats AJ Lee. We get the passing of the torch. You could say, mm-hmm. and 
you know, then it was off to the races. Yeah. From there, so, four horse women. And there we go. Yeah. Yep. And we're here now today. <laughs> yep. Here we are. Here we are. It's been a fortnight since I've seen you, my friend. And currently only one horsewoman is on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Congratulations to Andrade and Charlotte on your wedding. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, that's that's how enthused I am when other people get married. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good for you. Uh, uh, news and notes coming out of the big stardom pay-per-view. Uh, yes. Flashing champions. Do you get to see any? It's been posted. I have not. Oh, nah. you want to. You want okay. to. It was an excellent show. Uh, like the top five matches were all just tremendous. Uh, not that the ones before that sucked, but the top five were all standout matches. But just a few things I want to mention coming out of that show. First, um, Azumi defended her high speed championship against Tekla. And uh, I was shocked. Azumi won uh, by submission. Wow. Yeah. It feels to me like Stardom, Rossi, Bushi Road, whoever you want to point a finger at, um, noticed some of the things I was noticing about Tekla and just kind of how she wasn't as respectful towards her opponents as she should be, as they're used to over there in Japan. And it feels like she's kind of now being forced to pay some dues a little bit. That I don't know. Yeah. I'm speculating, but that's just, it's been a sudden dramatic shift. Well, I mean, it seems like they were pushing Tekla hard. Yeah. Like she was unbeatable. And then boom, the brakes got hit real, you know, she lost the belt. And now mm-hmm. losing title defense by submission. That's a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. In seven and a half minutes about. So it wasn't like it went on for 20 minutes. Um, it was a good match. Good match. And I'm glad Azumi won. I love Azumi. She's, she's great. And I'm Tekla is improving in my eyes. Like I'm enjoying more of what I'm seeing from her now. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, she's not winning all the time. Um, we'll talk more about that in, in a way a little bit later. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Kyrie did return and teamed with, uh, Tom Nakano, like, man, what a team. Um, and defeated Utami Hashishita and Miyu Amasaki, which I expected. And uh, Miyu took took the fall there, which I also expected. Kairi getting it with the uh, insane elbow, or whatever she wants to call it now. Um, went almost 20 minutes. Uh, after the match, Kairi said she wants the singles match with Utami. So that's going to be coming down the road at some point, And that should be excellent. Kairi and Tom call themselves the White Knights. Um, I don't, I'm sure that has some significance, but it's hard to pick up on that stuff when it's all Japanese. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, successful title defense by Hazuki and Kaguma over Julia and my Sakurai. Uh, but this was also, also very good. Kaguma kind of getting her win back over my Sakurai, getting the fall there. Um, yeah. I, I just, I love me some Hazuki and Kaguma and uh, this was an excellent match as well. Uh, it wasn't as good as, their match with uh with Momo and Starlight uh from the last pay-per-view, but man, they're they're such a great team. Such a great team. Um we have brand new artist of stardom champions. It's as good. Donna Del Mondo has fallen, Himeka Micah Natsupoy fell. Tuoeto Tai. Momo is a champion again, along with Starlight and Saki Kashima. Saki getting the win for the team. Beating Natsupoy. 
with her with her um uh they're, now it's the the roll-up finisher that she has that i'm i'm yeah. blanking on the name of it yeah which they're really putting over strong another excellent match um but i'm i'm very very happy about that another another championship for momo we'll talk about her again in a second saya defending the wonder Stardom championship against mirai was the, the longest match of the week and excellent and it's it's to the point now where I can start saying that Saya delivers more than she doesn't. Um, she's turned that corner now. And uh, she still does a thing here and there that I don't like, but it used to be like all the time in every match. And that's not the case anymore. This was absolutely tremendous. Um, much better than I was expecting and good stuff from Mariah too. Um, and then the main event was Shuri defending against um, um, Risa Sarah from uh, Prominence. And didn't go as long as I thought, about 14 and a half minutes. But this was also really good. No complaints. No complaints about this at all. So I really wasn't look. I wasn't into the top two matches, like, on paper. But once they got in the ring, they both really delivered. Um, coming up, after Saya defended against Mirai, she was challenged by Starlight Kid. So Starlight Ooh. Kid is the next challenger for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Shuri was challenged by Momo. So Momo Watanabe Ooh. is the next challenger for the World of Stardom Championship. And that match, I believe, is happening while I'm in Charlotte. Wow. So thanks. Because uh, I want to watch that one live. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. Because I would have to get up at like three in the morning and then drive home from Charlotte. And that's probably a horrible idea. So... You yeah. can wake up at three in the morning and watch it on your phone. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I would have woken up at three in the morning and be really tired for a long drive home from Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, well, that's true. That's yeah. true. So I don't know how I'm going to swing that. I really, really want to watch Momo live getting that title. I don't think she'll win, but it's it's at least not as unlikely as it would have been if this was Shuri's first title defense. So I think there's a little bit of hope there. Um but I just want to support Momo. So yeah, some big things coming up. And that that show, Flashing Champions, was excellent. Excellent show. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I as work calms down and I get time to catch up on stuff, <laughs> yeah, I do plan on going back and, and catching uh, several things from Stardom uh, and Impact because I've been yeah. woefully behind on the two of those. Yeah. Um, but um, also... I, I meant to mention it earlier when we were talking about AJ Lee and Serena Deeb. Just an interesting little bit of trivia. If you didn't know, somebody posted a picture. Remember when Serena Deeb was in uh, the Straight Edge Society and she got kicked out for being in the bar? Yes. Yes, I saw this. The guy at the bar with her was a 19-year-old Adam Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I just thought it was funny. Um but uh, let uh, we this past weekend, of course, we had a huge pay per view event, AEW's Double or Nothing, uh, which I thought from top to bottom was excellent. People complaining that it was too long, and to them I say, you watch three hours of Raw every week. <laughs> it's not a length problem; it's a you problem. Let me enjoy this. <laughs> well, it was a five hour pay per view, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just doing it all in one day. <laughs> oh, spread see. out over a couple of shows. <laughs> well, people um, do complain about long WWE pay-per-views. 
that's true. That's true. And yeah. I and I get it. Yeah, it does make it's 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 a long watch. And I yeah. and I as excited as I would be to be in the arena to watch that, and I would yeah. have been. That is a long, and it's even longer than what's on TV. Yeah, the arena for like 10 hours. Yeah, and especially if you have to get up early for work and you were expecting it to be over at, you know, 11 or or whatever, and it's it's almost one o'clock and it's still going. And you're like, what do I do? Do I stop watching or do I only get a few hours of sleep? Yeah. This is why we should have Saturday pay-per-views. Because if you're going to go that long, it should be on a Saturday when most people don't have to get up and go to work the next day. (laughs) And they usually do Saturday pay-per-views in AEW. So it must have been a scheduling issue or something. Yeah. Um, or they were in Vegas, so it is possible. Vegas has a lot of events going on. Mm-hmm. It was probably booked already for Saturday. So, yeah. but um, yeah, lots of great stuff on uh, the pay per view. Of course, we got uh, Jade Cargill defending her TNT or TBS championship, excuse me. <laughs> Who uh, knows at this point against Anna J. It's on um, TNT more than it is TBS anyway. That's true. <laughs> and this match uh, was not great. I'll just be very okay. honest. I, I didn't, I, I didn't I, see the show, so I, I can't, Yeah, you know. it just, uh, yeah, it, I'm not, it wasn't like, you know, horrible and unwatchable. It just didn't click. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna J looked kind of lost. She's still ring. new. I mean, she's still a rookie. I mean, essentially, she, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't had that many matches, really. So, yeah, she's still she's still learning. And but the big news coming out of this is, of course, uh, uh, of course, uh, Smart Mark Sterling, you know, does the distraction, which doesn't pay off, and then it looks like Anna J might be uh, about ready to to do something off the top rope with Jade Cargill, maybe turn the tide, and out comes. Uh, was it uh, Stokely Hathaway? I can't remember his name, but it's Malcolm Bivens, Sto- formerly Stokely Malcolm ha- Bivens. Stokely, Stokely Hathaway. Yes. Comes down to the ring, gets the second distraction on Anna Jay, which allows Jade um, to hit the jaded off of the top turnbuckle or seated off the top turnbuckle um, and get the victory. Uh, and then, of course, the baddies hit the ring. Uh, out comes Chris Statlander. And then a debuting fallen goddess Athena yep. is all elite. Um, a great pickup for yeah. AEW. She was yeah. going to be. She was going to do good things no matter where she went. Yeah, um, it'll go really well for her. It'll go really well for her for about six weeks. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, yeah. but it looks like she is uh, going to be the next opponent for Jade Cargill at least yeah on pay-per-view I don't know if they're going to wait that long I think and I'm just going to say it and and this will tie into something we're going to talk about a little bit later but I think she should win yeah I think Athena should win yeah just like she she should have been the one to beat Asuka in NXT I think it hurt her that she didn't do that I agree. I agree with that statement. As much as I love Oscar and I really love yeah. her in NXT, I think that is true. If you're going to have Oscar's streak get beaten in NXT, it should have been Ember Moon. Yep. And I, I think her career might have gone a different way if that had happened. Yeah. Yes. So, so happy to see her back on the TV screen and instantly jumping into a very high profile program. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they had a, 
a back and forth on uh, Dynamite this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're probably going to get that six woman tag first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we've been asking, like, who who can beat Jade? Who makes sense? And I, I would completely buy this. I would completely buy yes. Athena beating Jade. And plus, then you can transition Jade where she kind of needs to be. And that's in the women's world title picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, obviously she could be there instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Um, but we also had, speaking of the women's world title, we had a fantastic match. Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. I want to try um, to find a way to see this match without, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I wish it was on some sort of streaming service after a month or something, but it's just not going to be. And I'd have to pay the yeah. 50 bucks or whatever it is, man. Yeah. But I, I've just heard nothing but match. great things. Yeah. Yeah. I've I mean, heard it was but hard things. hitting. It was just, but like not to the point of, you know, they didn't rely on the same things like from the lights out match mm-hmm. or even the cage match. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just a clinic. And I mean, some of the, just the impact of some of the moves, like, uh, you know, brain buster here, a superplex, a DDT, it's just it felt so stiff. Yeah. And just, oh man. But yeah. it was just really, really good. Serena Deeb showing why the professor is so good. Yeah. You know, people say, you know, we don't like the character. Who cares? Look at how she is in the ring, man. She can mm-hmm. wrestle. <laughs> yeah. I want to, maybe once I close this uh, refinancing and, and get some cash back, I might. I might fork it over to watch it. I, w- I want to see it because from what I hear, it could very well end up on my, my best matches of the year list. So I think it know, will. Honestly, I want to see it and, and know for sure. It's definitely on mine. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was fantastic. And um, any big, also had big, a- I've got, I've got to ask any, any big, um, I hate the word botch. Is there another word? And we can use just any big mistakes or anything from Thunder. Cause I've been waiting for Thunder Rosa to just nail it from bell to bell in a big match. Did she nail it bell to bell? I think so. Okay. Nothing stood out so bad where you're like, man, that's an obvious misstep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a good word. Misstep. I like it. The stuff that was in there and they used all felt like it was actually supposed to be part of the match. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, just like, which obviously on the pay-per-view CM Punk, new AW champion, but he goes for the buckshot lariat against Adam page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does the flip over the rope, but doesn't land on his feet and kind of lands on his butt. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> and gets up and it's countered anyway, but then okay. he makes reference to it on dynamite. He's like, yeah, I make mistakes. I'm trying yeah. to get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but that's but an then, obvious mess up. You know? but then there was no reference to Thunder Rosa or Serena at all on dynamite. Nothing. It's like now the Thunder Rosa, I did read that uh, she is at home for a few days with AEW's doctor. Um, I don't know if this is what I read was that she was sick, not so much injured, mm-hmm. but just not feeling well. So hopefully this is just a temporary thing, but that is the reason she was not on dynamite. But couldn't they have mentioned um, it? Can they mention the match and the successful title defense something just to give her a little shine? Now I'm trying to remember if they did or not. I don't think they did. And not that, not that I can remember. Yeah. It seems like they were kind of radio silent on it. And, and she's already, she's taken a big back seat as champion. Yes. She's not been on TV much. I think not counting this pay-per-view 
Um, I saw a tally. It was like 13, 15 minutes. She's been on either TBS or TNT since she won the championship. Well, Under 20 minutes. Compare that to Britt Baker. Right. When she was champion and what they did with her. Yeah, there's. it's very odd. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, we'll um, talk about Britt in a minute. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I loved the pay-per-view. Uh, great tag match on Dynamite as well that involved Britt and Jamie yeah. Hayter. That was versus great. Ruby and um, Tony Storm. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, uh, and for me, it was best when it was Tony and Jamie in there against each other. Can't wait oh for that my. singles program, please. God, please like they program. just beat the crap out of each other and kept getting up. Like man, there were a couple times I, where I thought, "Are they going to get up?" And yeah. they got up. Every time, I'm impressed by by they by those they planted the seeds again because they've kind of went away from it, but planted those seeds again of the Brit hater split mm-hmm. uh, throughout the match, which I think is coming sooner rather than later. And I think somehow out of it, Brit's going to come out the face, hater's going to be the heel mm. in the situation. Don't know how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or they could do it with the, you know, Hater finally turns on her, lays her out or whatever. And maybe, maybe Britt takes a vacation for like a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes back, she's acting more like a face. Mm-hmm. But that way, because Hater versus Tony, you need Tony to be the face. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they just don't do that right now. Or yeah, maybe they save that for later. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, and we'll be talking a little bit more about Britt Baker, but her versus Ruby Soho, the finals of the Owen Hart uh, Cup mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt picking up the win, a little reversal roll-up action, kind of calling back to Britt and Owen. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good match. Uh, mm-hmm. The tag match as uh, that you got to see, I think that was better. Mm-hmm. But their match at, uh, at, at Double or Nothing was, was good. It was good. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Brit right here, but I, I would, I do want to ask what's, I found it interesting that the, the two winners, she and Adam Cole, um, got belts. Yeah. That was, they gonna, that's their trope. Are they defending I don't think it's belts? going to be defended. Uh, I uh, they've made no mention and I've read nothing that says they're going to do that. I think it's just more of a, it's kind of like the dynamite diamond ring that MJF mm-hmm. has when he won those, mm-hmm. those matches. It's just, it's a prop, kind of like, yeah. even though they've defended the FTW belt mm-hmm. and down the road, who knows, maybe they will. But for now, I think they're just being treated more or less like trophies. Yeah. yeah. They just did okay. it in belt form. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Brit. Yeah. Speaking of Brit, let's talk about the booking of Brit Baker. What's on your mind? Well, there's been a lot of discourse about this and about the fact that she won this tournament when there were so many other options. I mean, even you, when you were making your predictions as the tournament played out, where, I mean, you were saying Brit's not winning. Brit's not going to win. Somebody else is going to win. And now people are saying she is AEW's Charlotte Flair is is how they're framing it. Um, And I'm trying to determine if I think that's a valid statement or not. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I can see why that statement's been raised, especially when you look at who won the men's side. Yeah. Because 
I, especially when it was going to be Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe, I didn't think Adam Cole was going to win. Um, but you have the couple win on both sides. It's like, okay, that's not giving me a good suspension, uh, you know, of disbelief kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, if it was all things being equal, you know, if you were just choosing the winners at random, that probably wouldn't happen. Now you can argue that in kayfabe, all things aren't equal, right? Cause some people are better wrestlers than others and are more likely to win matches. It's not like every, you know, when you put Jade Cargo in there against Anna Jay, it's not like Jade Cargo has a 50, 50 shot of winning, right? She's got a, a 95% shot of winning. Um, 300% if you're Scott Steiner. <laughs> right. Yes. 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 Or if you put Masha Slamovich in there with Jessica Havoc. Um, uh, but uh so you could argue that, you know, Britt and Adam Cole are so talented that it's not that crazy to believe, but I see what you're saying too. And, a and, lot, there are a lot of ways to come at this. And make no mistake. I think Britt is talented as all get out. She has done wonders for that division as poorly um, presented. It has been at times with AEW um, more often than not poorly presented. Um and I th- and I like Adam. I liked him in NXT. Um, I think I liked him more than you did. He does a lot of stuff that you don't like. I like him as a person, but I, I'm I'm not a fan as a performer. Yeah, right. He seems like a great, uh, a really nice guy, really great guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chugs is awesome, man. <laughs> I, 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 I watch his stream from time to time. I, That's yeah, what I he goes idea. by. That's his, his streamer tag. Oh, he's told the story, and I can't remember it now. Okay, probably but, a drinking story. It sounds like a drinking story. Could be. Um, but uh, even though I do like him, I was like, I would not have booked him to go over Samoa Joe. <laughs> even though... Straight up match. Even though like he's got so much more left of his career than Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, I mean, let's face it, he's towards the end of his career here. True. True. By all accounts, it does seem that way. But still, it's like, I mean, if you're going to make that argument, why does CM Punk beat Adam Page? Yes. That's a good you question. See? It, yeah. It's like, ah, so that I think has to be factored in sometimes, but, you know, you go across to the WWE tournament on NXT and you ask a lot of the same questions as why certain people are winning there when this is supposed to be a breakout tournament and half mm-hmm. the people in it are broken out already they're already yeah. stars um but uh and get well soon to nikita lyons who out with an injury yeah crazy yeah uh but yeah back to brit and uh yeah i don't know if i want to call her charlotte flair though i don't know if that's a fair comparison yet uh, i it's tough people were mad that she won um legitimately mad over ruby and i gotta say like i i i get it but i also have to point out they turned on ruby on friday the whole crowd turned on ruby nobody wanted her to win over chris statlander people were mad that ruby won and then two nights later they're mad that ruby lost 
So what could AEW have done to make people happy? Because they say that they're mad and that they wanted Ruby to win, but I don't think they did. And I don't think they would have been happy. So to me, I, I don't know if, if it's bad booking or if it's good booking, like what do you do in AEW's spot? Cause I'm reminded of some of my frustrations with stardom and bringing in God's eye and all these new people who are just running over everybody. Um, and that's frustrating because, you know, you've got your momos and your starlights and, and all those others that have been there for five, seven, 10 years and haven't, gotten their shot even though they're talented enough and they've been there long enough and you've got you know mariah winning the cinderella tournament she's been here for like three months maybe a little more than that more than more than that but not much more like six months at at the most and so you know why why can't starlight win it why can't momo win it why can't hazuki win it hazuki was in the finals why couldn't hazuki have won it um so i get that frustration but you also you can't book all the new people to lose all the time either right. because then they just become jobbers. So mm-hmm. where's the line? Like where, how do you decide when it's appropriate for a newer talent to win and when it's appropriate for someone that's well-established like Britt Baker, like Charlotte Flair, when do they get to win? Is there a right answer? Is there anything that can make us happy as viewers? For me personally, um, how I would have liked to seen this whole tournament kind of booked out. I would have liked to have seen uh, like Jamie Hayter somehow, you know, was supposed to try and help Brit win one of her, you know, her, her, her first match in the tournament and, or even the second match in the tournament and end up costing her by accident. And then have Hater also in the tournament, her match be after that, and then Britt seemingly make a mistake, but actually purposely cost Hater the match. And then that sets up that program that you can run out with Hater and Britt, which they've been teasing for months, months and months and months. Uh, and then it gives you a chance to have someone like a Tony Storm who I feel should have been the one handpicked to win this tournament. Made such a big deal about bringing her in. Let her be the winner. Because it it helps her. Britt's not hurt by losing in this tournament. She's been champion for, what, a year and a half? She was champion or almost a year, something like that. Almost a year. Almost a year. Um, So I don't know why we couldn't have had a Tony Storm... Um, I don't know who I put her. Do you, Even Tony Storm versus Ruby in the finals, I'd have been okay with. Okay, so just devil's advocate, what some people would complain about. Do you think that would have been an insult to the long-standing women on the AEW roster to have two ex WWE women who haven't been there all that long in the finals of this tournament? Now. Nah. This is an argument that, and I get it. I get if you're a diehard, AW loyal, faithful fan, that um, argument of it's someone coming in from the outside, taking 
people, you know, spots away from homegrown talent. It's an argument that's been had on both sides forever. On any right. promotion, this right. happens because people yes. change promotions, whether yeah. it's going to the indie scene, whether it's back in the 90s with WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. WWE, you know, Impact, TNA, NWA. This happens everywhere. Outsiders who have been established names other places come in and get I mean, even strong. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were called what? The Outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. And I mean, even in the old territory days, this goes back to that. You would bring high profile stars in. And usually they would run over your top guy just so you could have the champion on your show. Um, and it's not quite the same thing, but when this per- when a person is a draw and you bring them uh, like again, not to bring up CM Punk, but, you know, Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff made some comments uh, about Punk not being a draw and a flop for AEW, which I agree with Tony Khan because Tony Khan vehemently came back at Eric Bischoff. Um, and I think Tony's right. When you break it down, Punk has brought more interest to the product minute per minute when he had his segments than I think anybody else in AEW to date. Um, so when you bring in outside talents that's established, they and our stars, it makes sense for them to win. Um, especially if on a skill level, you feel they are above some of your talent you've had in there the whole time or maybe started with you. And I'm not disparaging any talent, but I mean, people are better than other people in the ring. People are better character workers than other people on the mic in front of the camera. It's just, it's the way acting, performing, anything in general that goes with performance, it's things you can measure. Uh, and some of it's interpretive because, you know, sometimes you like promos that's Check like, it. again, our differing opinion on Bianca Belair. We both agree she's a fantastic talent in the ring, but promo-wise, you like her promos. I don't care for them. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing wrong with either one of those statements. <laughs> it's just differing opinions. What people like, they like. And what they don't, they don't. Um, but yeah, from a booking standpoint, if you're paying the money to bring these people in, you want to give them high profile and, and and make the money off their name that you can as a promoter. Mm-hmm. You want to get those returns and yeah. book, booking Tony to win. You get some return on that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not that booking Brit to win. You're not getting return on that because again, Brit Baker has established herself as their top female. So, yeah. Yeah. Tony has also had, a history of not treating his homegrown women talent, female talent, particularly well. Um, we had the the exit of Big Swole, which did not go well. That's true. Um, That's true. Just recently, Hikaru Shida was in this tournament, and we were told was replaced on air, by Statlander. Yeah, we were told on air that Shida was injured. She wasn't. She's not injured. She had gone to Japan to compete and was going to come back for this tournament. But while she was gone, 
Tony Khan decided to replace her. And she found out about it when we did. Um, she didn't know that they were going to do this injury angle. And she, she tweeted about it. And she, I know she has, through social media, uh, frequently in, in recent months, expressed some frustration with how she's been treated in AEW. Um, uh, Riho was out early in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the, the turn on Ruby from the fans came from because Statlander is homegrown. Yes. Um, and I think that's where it came from. I don't much like, you know, I was at the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh when we were all wanting Daniel Bryan to win it and he wasn't even in it. And number 30 was Rey Mysterio and we all booed. I, I, I am, I've said this over and over. I, boo, I was booing. I wasn't booing Rey Mysterio. I was booing right. WWE for not giving us Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think they were booing Ruby. I think they were frustrated that the homegrown talent who they have loved was out at the hands of a WWE star, former WWE star. I now, think that's probably where that came from. I also want to address this. I'm curious. What do you think makes someone homegrown talent? Because when you look at the inception of AEW mm-hmm. and how it started, and when they started adding all these people, these are people who did make a name for themselves on the indie scene. Yeah. Um, for the most but... part, or on Impact. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, Allie was a, a star at the Impact long right. before AEW. Uh, Sheeta was big overseas. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe homegrown isn't the right word, but the the OGs, the people that were there either at or near the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Started with it AEW started as with far AEW. as when it, when it started, when AEW yeah. started. Right. Um, that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking. Um, so, like, I can understand that frustration because I, I feel the frustration with stardom, you know, in the same way sometimes. Um, although that's that's lessening for Donna Del Mondo. They're kind of starting to to be on an even playing field with everybody else. But now it's God's eye. That's just dominating. Um, Shuri's is, the champion. Just... So, yeah. you know, Sh- Shuri should be winning matches. Like, cool. But the others aren't champions. <laughs> so, you know, they can lose sometimes. For the first time at the pay-per-view, a God's eye member didn't win a match. Because Ami Saray was in a pre-show match, um, a six-person six woman tag and her team did not win. She didn't take the fall, but her team didn't win. And so they even tweeted out for the first time ever, a God's eye member didn't win. Um, that's crazy. Um, I mean, crazy so I get, when you think God's eyes, mostly just former Donald. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least half of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I get the frustration, but it, when, when it comes back to Brit, should they be booking her differently? I mean, should she no longer be winning matches and big events just because she's not champion anymore? Or do they need to keep her strong by having her win things like this, which technically isn't a championship. She's carrying around a belt, but it's not technically a championship, but it is a big opportunity that could have been used, like you said, to give somebody like Tony the rub. So is it bad booking or is it continuing to invest in someone they've already invested in for so long that they feel confident they'll have around? Well, the reason I, I like, again, I think if you break her off into that, when I think it's where it's going, eventually she's going to feud with Hater. That That's obviously going to happen it, at some point, probably sooner rather than later. 
Maybe they'll do um, Tony Hater first, and then that will lead to the breakup. So we can get the Tony Hater stuff. That's true, especially if you're going to have Hater kind of be the face in the thing with the mm-hmm. split from Brit. Yeah. That way you're not muddying the waters there. So maybe, yeah, maybe do that first. Yeah. Um, but let Brit still get wins, but, you know, she doesn't have to be involved in a title picture. Mm-hmm. And again, this goes back to AEW and how they book. They need to give, you know, more time to the women. Yep. To develop stories like that that don't have to involve the TBS or a women's world title. Yeah. Um, And I think that would be good. And then you can bring her back into that high profile spot to challenge a champion or possibly be champion again. Maybe you give her a run with the TBS belt Mm -hmm. down the line. But I don't think you want to do it. I think you want to put her and again not the best choice but on the back burner right now because if you do keep her at the very top for too long then i think you run into the problem that wwe has had with charlotte flair it's not that charlotte flair doesn't deserve to be champion that she's not good enough she clearly has all the skills the complete skill set to be a top champion a top star but they just constantly did it for so long because WWE didn't want to, you know, strap the rockets to a Liv Morgan, to a Tony Storm, to a, you know, insert name here. Mm-hmm. And Asuka at the time when Asuka made her main roster debut, mm-hmm. uh, Rhea Ripley when she made her main roster, not really main roster debut, but when Charlotte challenged the NXT champion. Right. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was that was Charlotte burying the entire NXT women's roster. Yeah. At that point. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. We're talking about Britt Baker. Um, but in that same way, I think, you know, that's the what you want to avoid. And that's why you need to have her take kind of the back seat. It's cool. I guess that she wins this tournament. I would have preferred for it to go on a different way and let someone else get some shine off of this, a Tony storm. I would have been happy with a Chris Statlander win. Let's, yeah. Let me be very, very clear on that. I would have been ecstatic about that. The only reason I didn't really bring it up is because it doesn't seem like that was anywhere supposed to be the original plan. No. She wasn't originally in the tournament. Right. Yeah. Much I, like, I did think it was kind of silly for people to be expecting her to win this. And I mean, you can kind of draw some correlation to like Fallon Henley taking on Tiffany Stratton in the breakout tournament because of Nikita Lyons being out and they bring in Tiffany Stratton and people are like, Oh, maybe they'll give Fallon Henley some more shine. Nope. They just stopped her in her tracks. I would have loved to seen Fallon Henley advance, let her get some more shine because of this injury. I've got to say Roxanne Um, and Tiffany Stratton though, should be pretty darn fantastic. Yeah, no, that should be pretty good. And I get it. It gives you the better dynamic, the face heel, the good guy, the bad guy. Um, So I get that, but yeah, that should be awesome for them. But yeah, that's that's how that's my feelings on it is I, I think that she does need to take the step back. She did not need to win this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I get the visual because you get the couple you get to do it. And they were both kind of, you know, decked out in pink and black. Yeah. Uh, for the homage. But yeah, uh, but yeah. she she definitely that's- didn't need to win it. I guess my thinking is, did AEW need her to win it? 
I don't think so. I think, again, I, I don't know why they would need her to win. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. I think it actually... M- meaning, again, is, but- is that the best route for AEW, is what I mean by that. Not, are they going to go out of business if Brett Baker doesn't win this tournament? Oh, no, 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 it, no, no. Yeah, is it the best route for AEW, independent of the the talents involved? Uh, no, I don't, think it, I don't think it was the best route for her to win. I think okay. the best route would have been to help build more stars to that level that she's already at. Yeah. She's at that level. She doesn't need it. Yeah. But again, wrong final. Hmm. Was it the wrong final wrong two people in the final? I'm trying to remember the exact brackets now to see. I mean, even forgetting that, just think about the whole roster, like the the whole whole roster roster that was on there. um, That they have to work with just the roster. They have to work with wrong, wrong Um, two people in the final. I think so. Yeah. Um, I would not have put Ruby. I love Ruby Soho. I would not have put her in the final. Um, Like say, if you were going for that face side, that would have been Statlander or that would have been Tony storm hands down. That would have been that side there. The other side, I mean, honestly, it should have been hater and storm hater. Yeah. Jamie hater and Tony storm would have been a fantastic final for this Mm -hmm. because the heart, you know, the fans of AW, which a lot of them are uh, smart marks, we'll say, mm-hmm, <laughs> hate, mm-hmm. the, hate the term, but they're yeah. in the know. They keep up with the internet. They know the independent scene. Right. They know the history between Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Yeah. I would say at least a good 60 to 70%. A majority of the audience knows that history, probably for mm-hmm. AEW. Um, so I think that would have been exciting enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them to hang that finals on them, especially it's on a pay-per-view that has so much else going on. You don't need that match to sell itself <laughs> other than it's the Owen Hart tournament final. And it's going to give that winners or even just the two people in the finals, a little more shine, a little more stature yeah, to be a part of that finals and that the end of that tournament. Um, because you already have Jade on the card, you already have Thunder Rosa on the card defending their titles, mm-hmm. so they're already represented. Britt yeah. Baker didn't need to take that spot and represent and be that top person, she's been that top person for a year. Yeah, this is it would have been I again, hater storm should have been your final. I would have even taken Statlander Red Velvet. Because they have a yes. history you could have sold and hung on that match. Well, and they've I got a history. Speculated, if you remember, I speculated that Red Velvet could win the whole thing. Yes. To did. help get the baddies over and to help get her over as a single star. Um, I would not have hated that at all. Um, um, tiny quick segue before you launch into your thought. Somebody brought this up and I thought it was hilarious. It would never happen in a million years. But could you imagine? If Sasha Banks or Mercedes Varnado and Trinity Fatu bought two tickets to Dynamite and sat behind the baddies, that way they know they'd be on TV. Yeah. You don't call attention to it, but you have them dressed like baddies. Like, <laughs> might be a way to get around the, the contracts. Maybe. So, uh, that would have been crazy. But remember when one of the Highlanders showed up and was just in the audience at Impact? All those years ago, one of the Highlanders was just on vacation 
with their family and took their son to the impact taping and they put him on TV and he was released. Forgot about that. Yeah. They released him. So maybe wow. if, if they want to get released, that might've been the way to do it. That might've been the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, anyway. but yeah, I, I wanted to break down the booking because there's been a lot of talk about Brit winning this tournament. And there's always constantly talk about, you know, they keep pushing the same people, but also you have, oh, they just got here. They shouldn't be winning all this stuff. So there, there's this constant um, dichotomy of these two ideas that are always butting heads. And it seems like you, you can't be happy, not you specifically, but just the, the general you can't be happy um, no matter what you get. And so, yeah, I, I was just thinking, I, I didn't know how I felt about Brit winning the tournament. Like I understood people not being happy about it, but I also understood why they might want her to win it. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think just talking about that at length and looking from at it from all perspectives is kind of one of the things I had in mind when we started this podcast is kind of doing things like that and, and saying, look, yeah, maybe, I mean, I said, you know, a, a week or two ago, well, it wasn't a week ago, we weren't here a week ago, two or three weeks ago, um, I think I said my three favorite women on the AEW roster are Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, and Riho. Um, so, yeah, I would have loved any of them to, to win this tournament. I would have been happy with that. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to pitch a fit and, and be, you know, throwing things through windows because they didn't. And I think a lot of people, we're passionate, right? We love our favorites and we want our favorites to win things. I'm with you on that. I really want Momo to win this belt. I don't think she's going to. Um, But uh, there's just so much to consider. And we don't own these these characters. We don't own these wrestling promotions. Other people do. Um, And so ultimately, it's their call. Um, But I think it's good to sit down and talk about why they do the things that they do, why they make yeah. the decisions and why they might consider other decisions uh, or why it might've been the good decision. Um, because ultimately, I mean, these are just people running a business. I mean, that's what it is. And they're doing the best that they can, just like any of us would. And you know what? If I had a promotion, if you, Tim, had a promotion, we'd be pissing people off with our booking too. That's just oh, the way sure. it would work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. Uh, be passionate, support your favorites, but you know, I don't think people throw a lot of superlatives around. Um, it's the worst booking decision ever. And, uh, you know, I lived through triple H and Kane. I haven't seen anything like <laughs> triple H and Kane lately. So, um, okay. Let, let, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's chill a little bit and just, yes, like the things you like and, tolerate the things you don't and don't get too worked up or upset about things. Let's not forget about Ryan Shamrock. Um, <laughs> oh, I've never forgotten about Ryan Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of horrible, horrible storylines. Um, oh, I've forgotten the storyline, but I've not forgotten Ryan Shamrock. <laughs> oh, no, 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 definitely not. Um, but, uh, or uh, Beaver Cleaver, whatever. <laughs> Beaver Cleavage. 
Beaver cleavage. Beaver cleavage. Yeah. He went from mommy issues. From Mosh <laughs> from the headbangers to beaver cleavage. Cleavage. My God, Vince Russo. Wow. <laughs> what a time it was to be a wrestling fan. Oh man. In the I was the early 2000s for that one though, wasn't it? Oh, uh, around then. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly what year, but it was the Russo era. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid stuff. No oh, wonder, Russo. No wonder the women <laughs> weren't happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I, I ultimately I think it was a bad decision for AEW overall. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's, it's going to be super detrimental, but I no, just it's think not it going to have any long term long term effects. But yeah. they they probably could have gotten more out of it with a different decision. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, also, just because it's AEW that we're talking about with Brett Baker and everything, uh, Warner Media uh, partnering with AEW officially. Execs were in the building with Tony Khan on Wednesday night's Dynamite. Uh, more details probably coming about that merger. Maybe some streaming partnerships be announced soon. Okay. So maybe there will be a way for you to watch huh, that yeah. pay-per-view soon via a subscription service. Okay. All right. I'll be up for that. Be up for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love a little AEW tab on my HBO Max. That I already yeah. have. <laughs> yes, yes. I would love for it to come to some service that I already have. Yeah, that would yes, be great. that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so any more thoughts on uh, Britt Baker and her booking? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Um, well, we do have to do, of course, our May Young Give Them a Hand Awards for the week. Thank you so much. Before we wrap things up, let's start with what was actually. Let's say who who was your your your, uh, your breakout, your favorite uh, performance this week? Where did that come from? I think you know she's been getting a lot of love from us lately, but she's been earning it, giving it to live this week. Huge, huge singles win for Liv. Clean win over a huge star um and a, a top booked star uh over Rhea Ripley there and I think I think it's just another huge huge step for Liv on her climb to the top and I love that she did the pin with the tongue yes I love that I'm gonna press your buttons a little bit here did you read what Cornette had to say <laughs> I did Corn- what a pompous windbag yeah anytime he talks about the women just he doesn't know what he's talking about he doesn't know what he's saying I mean, I love that he put Rhea over, yeah. but then saying that Liv was, like, terrible, that's just not he, right. He didn't even say that. He said she's too small and too pretty. Does why, he have a problem why? with Rey Mysterio's size? Yeah. Uh, it's like, did you have a problem with AJ Lee's size? Sasha's yeah. size? Sa- Sasha's not humongous? Alexa, they she's... call her Five Feet of Fury. Yeah. It's like, come on, yeah. man. He didn't criticize uh, her performance or her ability. He criticized her size and said she was too pretty. What is that? Yeah, what? Come on, man. Uh, but no, Liv was great. Uh, my performance of the week, I'm going to give... Mm, um, I... Mm, Dead, this air. Is tough. Dead air. Dead air. I'm going to tie it in. I'm going to tie it in. My performance of the week is a tie, but that's also because it ties into my match 
of the week, and that is Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Just a tremendous pay-per-view match. Uh, it's hard for me to pick one over the other for who I thought was the absolute standout uh, between the two. Uh, you could say Thunder Rosa because she did defend and win, but uh, both these ladies working in harmony gave us that match, so I have to give, give them the co-win on my side. And again, my favorite match of the week. Okay. Okay. So am I giving match? Is that what I'm doing now? What am I giving? Yes. Yeah. Going to okay. match. What was your favorite match of the week? Okay. I uh, would have never expected it, but Sayakamatani Mirai, it was really, really good. I uh, never would have called that. I wasn't even really looking forward to it. Um, but, and I'm telling you on that show, it was hard to pick. Like there were, at least five matches that I basically had to pick from for this, but that's the one Saya Kamatani Mirai. So like I said, I got to start giving Saya props. She's definitely improved and, and she, she delivers most of the time now when she's in a big match. Excellent. What was your favorite moment of the week? Oh, uh, man, I already mentioned the live tongue thing. I guess I can't. I can't, I can't use that for two. Uh, let's say, you know, somebody else who got a big win that I kind of wasn't expecting Cora Jade over Electra mm-hmm. Lopez. Um, yeah. I thought Electra was going to win. I thought, ah, uh, they're back to using Cora to just kind of make other people look good. And then Cora got a clean win. I'm not sure has Electra lost before. She probably has, or they would have been saying this the first time, but if so, it hasn't been much at all. Maybe once or, t- once or twice. 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 Yeah. Um, and it was a clean win for Cora. So um, I think that's good. They keep uh, pushing Cora um, between Cora and, and Roxanne and, and many others too. But for me, they're the top two on NXT right now in the women's division. So they're they're Every time there's a mass exodus from the NXT women's division, I'm like, oh man, what are they going to do now? But every time, every time they, they find more who, who mm-hmm. keep it going and it's, it's, still great now and for me those are my top two reasons so i'm glad cora won that for me that was a surprising moment i really thought electra was gonna win electra's great too but i'm a cora fan my favorite moment also comes from nxt this week and that is the um put some respect on her name mandy rose saying a lot of truths in that promo while the crowd was being completely disrespectful. Um, it's time to, I mean, 200 days. That's, that's impressive. You have to give her credit. Um, she is a fantastic heel. Toxic attraction are awesome, but even more so in that segment, we got a sleepy time elbow body drop through the table and it was magnificent. I want a sleepy time champion. I really, really, really want Wendy Chu to win. I don't think she's going to Rose. Yeah. I don't think she will. Um, Caden and Casey would be shocked. Have a decent shot. I think, I think they're the new tag team champions. I, I, I hope so. They Uh, are due. They deserve it. They are due. Yeah. Yeah, I hope and so. That's this weekend, isn't it? That's this weekend. Yep. We got In Your House. Saturday, um, yep. In Your House on Saturday yeah, and Hell Cell on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them cleaning house on Toxic Attraction and taking all the belts, but I think those no. tag belts are, are making a move. <laughs> I, I, I hope. I kind of think they're not, but I hope that they are. Yeah. And I think Mandy Rose will 
hold on to the belt to eventually yeah. lose to women's breakout tournament winner Roxanne, Roxanne. which originally I could have sworn they announced for in your house but now they're saying next week on NXT yeah, um, yeah. I think that's well, actually I, think, I thought her promo that they showed Tuesday I thought she said two weeks no it's definitely next week it's definitely next week. Okay. It's absolutely next week. Yeah, that that's for sure. But I originally I could have sworn they said it was going to be it in your house, but oh well. Yeah, it should be. I don't know why you don't. I know, it there, but yeah. But they also have a lot of other stuff going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, that's our show for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will hopefully be back next week. Uh, not sure exactly on the time. We got some stuff going on. Um, we do. Between work and uh, dinosaurs. (laughs) Jurassic Park is my all-time favorite movie, and I am not missing the Thursday night preview screening of Jurassic World. Excellent. But uh, we will figure it out, and we will have more news on that on our socials. Just keep an eye out. Um, But next week sometime, we will hopefully get a show up for you. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, as we said at the top of the show, you can email us at poswrestlecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast. That's P L U S wrestlecast. Find me at Timothy K. Find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can check us out on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. You can even look us up on TikTok. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy in your house. Enjoy Hell in a Cell. Uh, I guess the quick preview, we didn't specifically call it out, but we pretty much expect Bianca to retain. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. So, and we talked and, about Judgment Day. <laughs> and I also want to say, since we recorded last, we did pass the, the two-year anniversary of Hana Kimura's passing. Um, That's true. Yes. And again, Hana was the inspiration for this for this podcast. And so um, just wanted to to acknowledge Hana. And, and yeah, we love you. Yes, very much so. And as it somewhat relates, uh, if you know, you know, we stand with Moses for sure. Uh, Everyone have a great weekend. We will talk to you soon. Stephen, take us out, my friend. Matane.